Welcome back to the podcast, listeners. This is Scott Matson for Centuries and Saints, and it is great to be with you for the episode today. Now, this episode is a little bit out of sequence with kind of what we've been doing on our regular season episodes, because this episode is a special look at the history and theology behind Holy Saturday, which is today, uh, this Saturday of Holy Week, the day after Good Friday, the day before Easter Sunday. So, With that said, we're going to just launch right into the episode, and again, I outline some of the theology behind Holy Saturday, some of the history of why it is celebrated throughout the church, uh, and then I'll have a few more things to say at the end of the episode. So stay tuned and enjoy, and I will talk with you again after this. Because today is uh, the Saturday of Holy Week, the day before Easter, uh, known in church tradition as Holy Saturday or Silent Saturday, um, I want to just take a look, uh, just at sort of the history and the basics and then the theology behind Holy Saturday. What is this day uh, today? Um, because of the way that church history has unfolded, oftentimes uh, those of us who are Protestants, and especially those of us who are uh, Protestants within more of the evangelical tradition, um, it's not uncommon for us at times, and at least in certain ways, to maybe sort of have a deficiency when it comes to um, a deep link with the history of our faith, you know, because obviously, as we know, that Jesus founded his church, uh, you know, nearly 2,000 years ago. And uh, with us as evangelical Protestants, at times, it's easy for us to uh, sort of lose sight of those historical links. It's just something that happens. And uh, so that's why we're studying this stuff. And so um, our fellow Christians who are in the Catholic Church and the Orthodox Church and even more more traditional uh, Protestant Reformed churches, you know, some of them have, uh, you know, do celebrate these things, these these days of the church liturgical calendar and all of that. And again, at times it's easy for us to sort of not really fully understand what it's about or what's going on there. And that's okay. But I just thought, hey, why don't we study it just so we can all get a better idea of what these days represent? You know, we tend to know what Good Friday is and Easter Sunday, of course and Palm Sunday, uh, but the days leading up to that with Maundy Thursday, which we studied last hour, and then Holy Saturday, which we're studying uh, this hour, you know, so hey, why don't we just get an idea of what these days are about, and that way we can just have a greater appreciation uh, for our brothers and sisters in other churches who do celebrate these things more formally, and if nothing else, just to, again, have a greater awareness, once again, of just the the glory of God and of the, the history, the richness of our Christian faith, and that it really is an ancient and historical faith. It's not a new thing, of course. And so, you know, I thought that that would be good, uh, a good thing for us to do. So, uh, first and foremost, just ground, ground level here, what is Holy Saturday? Well, uh, it is the Saturday each year, right before Easter Sunday, and immediately after Good Friday. So, there you go. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Pretty easy. Um, if you're ever wondering when Holy Saturday is, it's just the day before Easter, and that's it's that simple, <laughs> okay? Uh, we remember on Holy Saturday, it's the day that the church typically remembers uh, that the Lord had been crucified the day before, and that his physical body was in the tomb, and that his physical body was dead, that he died for us. And it's traditionally a day of somber reflection, 
and meditating on our Lord's sufferings and what he went through for us and all the things that he has accomplished for us, as well as a day to anticipate the celebration of his resurrection from the dead. And I know that uh, at least certain parts of the Catholic Church uh, oftentimes will hold a vigil on Saturday night. Once it gets to night, and because in, we know in the Jewish calendar uh, that nighttime is when the next day officially begins. They go evening to morning. So uh, for many parts of the Catholic Church, they'll hold a vigil tonight um, after it becomes nighttime, and it's technically Easter Sunday at that point. And they'll hold a celebratory vigil. And so um, that's that's something that they do. Okay. Now, uh, as a quick geeky note here, the Latin name for this day is Sabatum Sanctum, uh, which literally is just Holy Saturday in Latin. So there you go. I gave you guys the Latin name for Maundy Thursday, so I thought it would be fitting to do the same for Holy Saturday. Okay. Now, what else does the church observe on Holy Saturday? What happened on this day that's important for us, you know, and that we can understand and realize? Remember, this is after Jesus has been crucified and he died for us and his body was in the tomb and it was dead. His body was dead. Okay. And so we know that from scripture. Now, we also know behind the scenes from scripture, what was happening in the spiritual realm. We know that Jesus descended into the lower parts of the earth, preaching to the spirits there and taking captivity captive. He freed the redeemed from their place in Hades escorting them up to heaven. Okay, so we know that uh, from the scriptures and particularly from the book of Ephesians where the apostle Paul talks about that. Now, we also know all over the book of Hebrews that Jesus also took his blood and sprinkled it upon the altar in heaven, the true altar, providing eternal redemption and atonement for his people. And Hebrews twelve twenty four talks about that a little bit. Okay. So during this time that our Lord's physical body was dead and they're in the tomb, he was doing these wonderful things behind the scenes. Now, another thing that we think about and we can remember about Holy Saturday is that our Lord perfectly fulfilled, uh, again, every aspect of the Old Covenant sacrificial system. And if you guys remember, uh, one of the aspects of the Old Covenant system uh, was something known as the scapegoat. Okay, so that would be uh, once a day on Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement, uh, the high priest would enter the Holy of Holies and offer the animal sacrifice for the sins of the people. And this is, again, under the Old Covenant, that's obviously no longer valid uh, because Jesus has died and risen again, and his blood is the only sacrifice the Father now accepts, and we know that. But under the Old Covenant, uh, before God became a man and did that for us, uh, the, the high priest would enter the Holy of Holies one day a year and offer the blood on the altar for the sins of the nation of Israel, for all the people that were included in the family of faith. Okay, and then if that took, the people, as you guys know, would take a second goat and then symbolically lay all the sin of the people on the head of the goat and then send the goat out of the congregation, out into the wilderness, basically to die. And it was seen as the scapegoat. It was a symbolic way of, of saying that God has taken our sins and carried them away from us. You know, we're not bearing them. They've been forgiven. They've been propitiated by the blood and God has taken them away. He's cast them away from us. Okay. And so we know on Holy Saturday today, when we think about the fact that Jesus was, his body was in the tomb and he was accomplishing these things in the spiritual realm during that time. 
that as that scapegoat, so to speak, fulfilling that picture for us, that again, he took all of our sins and our sin nature and everything that kept us separated from himself, every sin, every blemish, he took it all upon himself in his body on the tree and was punished in our place. And then he died bearing those things. And he took those things in his death and destroyed them. He carried them far away, cast them as far as the east is from the west, taking our sins away in his burial. And then, of course, we know on the third day, rising from death, having left our sin and death and hell in the grave, conquering it all by rising from the dead uh, for our justification. Such a beautiful picture. So we see on Holy Saturday today, uh, our Lord perfectly fulfilling that picture of the old covenant sacrificial system there of the scapegoat. So we celebrate that today. Okay, so those are a few things that we can get from Holy Saturday uh, that we look at and we can thank the Lord for, uh, for all of his goodness to us. One other thing, and this is a beautiful, beautiful picture here. Um, Holy Saturday also, in a way, echoes the creation story in Genesis 1 and 2. What do I mean by that? We know from Genesis 1 and 2 that God, Father, Son, and Spirit, the triune God, uh, created for six days. And on the seventh day, he rested. And that was you know, the Sabbath, that became the Sabbath day, which is Saturday. Okay. So we can say God created for six days, rested on the seventh, which is, you know, we know Saturday, the Sabbath day. People have likened Holy Week to the week of creation in that Holy Saturday, which is today is the seventh day, the final day of Holy Week. It's the seventh day of Holy Week. And so in a sense, it's a picture of course, uh, but in a sense, you know, Jesus has taken our sin upon himself. He has died for us in our place, being punished on our behalf and bearing the weight of divine wrath and justice for sin. And then on the seventh day, so to speak, he rested from that work of providing our salvation and he accomplished it. It's amazing. It's beautiful. Now, again, obviously on that following day, he rose from the dead, which would be the eighth day, Easter Sunday. And so again, it's just a picture, uh, but I I like that though. It's a cool picture there. And it's just one more way to appreciate and understand uh, all that our Lord has truly done uh, for us and for his church. Okay. And so I think in that, even the bigger point of that is not so much the picture, but we have to remember, you know, when God rested from creation and said, it's done, it's good. Well, the same thing with our salvation. When Jesus died, he cried out on the cross triumphantly, a shout of triumph, it is finished. It is done, paid in full, to tell us die. Okay? And the Father looks upon our salvation because his son died for us, was buried, and rose again three days later. Just as the scripture says, the Father looks at the finished work of Christ, his death and resurrection, and in relation to our salvation and our forgiveness, he says, it is good. It's finished. It's done. There's nothing left to do. He's done it all, all glory to him, to the Lamb of God. And so because Christ has died and was buried and rose again from the dead for us, for all of us who've trusted in him, we have hope. We have great, great hope today. It is finished. It is done. Um, And so, man, what a beautiful, beautiful thing that we have to thank the Lord for and to celebrate here on Holy Saturday. Well, that's a slightly shorter teaching than usual, but that's okay. Um, I just wanted to delve in a little bit with you guys to Holy Saturday, some of the theology behind it, and uh, again, just what it's all about. 
I'm okay again. Uh, Historically, in the early church, we know that by the second century, uh, Christians would fast for the 40 hours leading up to Easter Sunday. So that meant part of Good Friday and all of Holy Saturday. And it was fitting because it's a, a day of reflection and of more of sobriety. Um, I don't mean sobriety in the sense of alcohol, but just sobriety in the sense of, uh, you know, more gravitas, just sort of a weightiness to the day. Uh, it was an important day in the history of the church. And also, uh, catechumens, those who had uh, wanted to join the church and become Christians, they had prepared themselves uh, throughout Lent to join the church. And on Holy Saturday, they would be baptized and officially welcomed into the church. Uh, so that's another historical thing that would take place on Holy Saturday. Uh, so they would be welcomed into the church, and then once uh, the nighttime came, and they would begin uh, the the Resurrection Day celebrations, they would take communion for the first time and, and uh, truly join the body of Christ in that way. And so um, all those things going on. So I just wanted to give you guys a, a brief historical look at Holy Saturday, and especially the theology and the hope that we have in it. Just as Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15, the gospel, that Jesus died for our sins. According to the scriptures, he was buried, and then three days later, he rose from the dead, according to the scriptures. And that is what it's all about. So man, God bless you guys today. Happy Holy Saturday. So God bless you, and remember, he is risen. He is risen indeed. Amen and amen. And again, thanks guys for tuning in today to Centuries and Saints, checking out the podcast, and as we celebrate this holy or silent Saturday, remembering that in his burial, our Lord Jesus took our sins far away. As the scripture says, as far as the east is from the west. And tomorrow, Easter Sunday, we celebrate Jesus' resurrection from the dead the hinge on which our faith swings. And we praise him for that, that he is risen indeed. All right. Well, hey, again, thanks for tuning into the podcast today. I hope this has been a blessing to you. Once again, you can check out my website, scottwmatson.com, where I post articles that I'm writing, other podcasts and teachings, and a link to my book in the Amazon store and all of that. If you want to drop me a line, get a hold of me. Also, please remember to write a review and give us a rating on the podcast store on iTunes. It really helps. And as well, we are also on the Spotify and Stitcher platforms. So you can access the podcast on those platforms as well. Well, again, may God bless you guys today on this Holy Saturday. May he bless you as you celebrate his resurrection, as we all celebrate his resurrection tomorrow for Easter Sunday. And until next time, remember once again, Christ is risen. Amen. Yeah.